You're listening to the SFL Podcast. I'm ready this time. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> Jack accidentally started the podcast thing, and I was in my own little world over here. I guess you could see it. What? No, could I you could tell? hear it. Oh, yeah, that you weren't ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but, there was like a split second where I waited for you to start talking and you didn't. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, she doesn't know that this is go time. It was in my ears and everything. And I was like <laughs> zoned in on something else. But anyways, we're back. I know it doesn't feel as fun as it did on the stage. We were just talking about how much fun it was to do the um podcast live on the stage yeah i'm back to no makeup yeah no i have on makeup because i have to run to town but i'm in my comfy clothes yep it's nice but um that was fun if you missed it um i really i really i've listened to the whole thing all mm -hmm. over and i really enjoyed it yeah so. so that was just the episode prior to this if yes. you haven't if this is your first episode, go back and listen to that one. Yeah, it was fun. The whole conference ended up being really, really good. I yeah. ha have had so many people message and say that it was so much more than what they expected. And I God just have always. said that. Really? People were like, it was just so much. And I was like, wait, is that a good thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that it was way like next level. What it really did was also made me so excited for next year. Me too. We need to have that meeting. We do. Yeah. Reminder. Write that down. But um, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about what it is and the idea that God gave us. I was actually at the vet clinic and it called before you. Before SFL. Before SFL. And the Lord had kind of given us a idea and a idea or a vision for this series. Right. Well, it, I feel like this series has been on our heart um, since the beginning of the podcast, but also even since last year's SFL. And we're just like looking at all these people and they're struggling in this current culture and they don't know why. Yeah. And so a lot of it, this series is going to be what is kingdom culture versus what's happening in our daily culture yeah which i think will be hard mm -hmm. but it'll be good yeah there was, I was a gonna few say of them fun. that we were like oh this is gonna be Tough. so fun to hit you like right between yeah. the eyes with that's not actually biblical oh gosh <laughs> This one will be easy, though, because I like that just as an intro to this series, we're just going to kind of define what is culture right? and what is kingdom culture right? and just kind of breaking that down to lay the foundation for what it is that we're going to do mm -hmm. in the series that's coming up. And um, hang tight, because if you feel like there's one that maybe you don't struggle with, there might be someone you know that does, or there's one coming that yeah that you do right so culture simply put is how we live and operate in our daily lives and it includes things like pop culture the arts it includes like your customs your laws your beliefs architecture is cultural like we all know this because you can see a photo of something and know where it's from just yeah. by the buildings um styles like of dress 
social standards and your beliefs. Like all these things are wrapped into culture. So you can say culture and it encompasses a really wide variety of things. But culture is in everything. Yeah, no, it's funny because as you were saying that, it's even funny how there's, like you were saying earlier, like microcultures right. within like going into someone's home and the yes. archi- the things in their home, the architecture in their home, you kind of know what culture they're, they're, they're in, yeah, their exactly. microculture, right. which makes me laugh because it feels like joanna Gaines, like yeah she started yes like the farmhouse kind of culture Culture. yeah isn't that odd because like before joanna Gaines, we had this like i don't more everybody had red walls yeah i don't know like red and turquoise yeah thank god for joanna Gaines. yeah (laughs) no i love it But but isn't that interesting like even down to like Whenever you're in America, everything is big and it's spacious. Americans, like we always say, everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. But when I was in London, everything was small and compact. And it was really hard for me to ride in cars because I felt claustrophobic. It's so Because their culture is, why are your houses so big? Why do you have that much space? You don't need all that space. But that's how they think and this is how we think and this is what we prefer and you take that and it's something simple but it's a cultural defining thing yeah but it's almost like we don't know about any different right you know because of how we were raised in the culture that we're in which i always said like in london specifically you were having to fit buildings like in alleyways because new construction was being built inside a 2,000-year-old city. You know what I'm saying? So it was, everything was small because there wasn't a lot of space. But you come to where we live and you drive for 30 minutes and you may not see a building. You know what I mean? Like in West Texas, you can drive forever. Mm -hmm. Don't miss the gas station. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's our perspectives are different because of the the climate around us and the the physical location of where we live, but it shapes our culture. But when even when I say like microculture, like if I go to your house, there is a culture in your home mm-hmm. that's understood. Yeah. Like if you go to your house, most people if we come over for dinner, they'll take their shoes off at the door. That's a cultural thing that's been established in your home. And I don't know that you ever even told people to do that. Yeah. But it's something that we all do. If you come to my house, we don't really do that because it, we're in and out way too yeah. much in the day. Kobe works at home. So it's like that's a cultural thing for you. That's not a cultural thing for me. But like then you take us as a Hilton family uh, we have a certain specific kind of culture. So like yeah. we we are lively. I always say if the Hiltons aren't making fun of you, they don't like you. Like, <laughs> like it's true. <laughs> that's our humor. It's yeah. the culture that we grew up in. And then if you go to another family, they might have a much more formal family get together type of culture. Yeah. 
but it doesn't mean that one's wrong and one's right. It's just different. Yeah. It's like a micro culture well, within a culture. Yeah. And it's like I was saying, like, I guess you could call it the Western culture, rodeo culture, cowboy. Let's mm-hmm. do, let's say that. Yeah. The cowboy culture is like its own, yeah. you know? And so Joshua. Jack walked in at the perfect time for this because I yeah. was like, Jack and the, you know Jack has like his artistic urban, urban worship leader you know feel yeah. aesthetic yes and Josh like they don't wear the same kind of pants pants or you know even shirts like right and you know I always have to yes, tell Kobe them. Kobe thinks that if you wear a t-shirt. That, like, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Josh doesn't wear T-shirts anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we're headed to the lake on Sunday. And I'm like, we need Lake Josh. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You need to take a break from starch jeans for a little while. Button downs every every day. But isn't it so funny? And I I have had to tell Josh and the cowboys in our culture that, like, just because they're different doesn't mean they're wrong. Right. It doesn't, like, that's their style. That's their culture. Yeah. And it's funny to me how, and this is not part of, like, what we want to talk about, but I do think this bears like saying because it might help people in interpersonal relationships because I think it's wrong to take someone who is raised in a different culture put them in your culture and to think that they should act and think and behave just like you act and think and behave and that if they don't they're somehow being disrespectful yeah no because we were talking about how in the cowboy culture in the south even more broadly yeah you say yes ma'am to -hmm. people like when i was a kid if i said yes i was corrected to say yes ma'am and you were doing the same with Cass. but i have a lot of friends from colorado and if you say ma'am to them they're offended yeah it blows my mind so you were being rude so what's polite in the south is rude in the north and what i what we do sometimes is we take someone from a culture that's not ours and we put them in our setting and because they don't think the same way that we do, we think they're being rude when sometimes they just need to say, hey, this is how we do things. Yeah. You know, and then people usually, they they get it. When I was in London, I remember I had to take, on Mondays, I had to work at a coffee shop and I went in there one day, it was like my very first day and he was showing me around and I had on a blue jean jacket and he said, hey, why don't uh, he said, do you want to take your jacket off? It was a question. And I was cold. So I said, no, I'm good. Thanks. And he goes, no, no, but really, you need to take your jacket off. That was how I was telling you to take your jacket off. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's weird. Why didn't you just say take your jacket off? But that's how they talk. Sort yeah. of. Like in their culture, that was understood that hey i'm asking you to take your jacket off but i didn't get that you know like sometimes you just have to explain things another example would be like if you go to somebody's house and you ask hey can i help you clean up most people like in our family we do that Mm -hmm. but in some places i've been and i've asked people can i help you clean up they'll say no and if you take that person and come into our family someone might think you're being rude because you don't want to do this 
but that's not how they were raised. You know, like we have to teach people these yeah. things and not just say, oh, you're being rude. And uh, that's just an example of interpersonal relationships. So if you're getting frustrated with somebody coming into your life, maybe you need to take a beat and go, hey, this is how I do things. This is how I expect things to be done. Like, especially yeah. if you're a leader of any kind, expectations, make those clear because they're, they're not always clear for people. Yeah, no, that's really good. And I think, too, even I'll never forget you talking, and we don't have to expound on this because it's a whole podcast in itself, but um, you talking about the culture of how um, in London, and I I still literally think about this a lot, of how they are with, like, beer and how oh, Americans yeah. are. I'll yeah. never forget you talking about that. Right. And how in their culture, beer is like tea. Mm-hmm. Like it's just an everyday drink for them. Right. And that's just not the culture here in America. You know, right. we've kind of put more of a emphasis on right. well, what alcohol Americans is to Americans had us. prohibition. So yeah. like there was a time in American history when alcohol of any kind was illegal. Yeah. And it's n- probably never been that way in any other place in the world. Yeah. Not only that, but we live in like Bible Belt America. Yes. And religious culture has very much shaped how we think about our daily lives. Yeah. And religious culture has told us it's wrong. It's wrong. You can't drink. You can't do that. When I was in London, though, they were having meetings. Hey, w- our young people are going to meet and we're going to meet at the pub. Like, yeah. so it was just like wild. Yeah. And then and in like one said, of my deals, I had to actually like serve wine at the church for everyone. So that was even like, what? And to me, that is the epitome of how different cultures can be. It was right. nothing to them. Right. Like it wasn't anything. That's just what yeah. they did. And and like you said, Bible Belt, Bible Belt America, like right. that's just not going to happen here. Right. You know, and so like I said, we don't have to expound on that, but I still to this day always think about that. Well, it makes you like, really go how much of what I believe how much of what I do is because it's right and this is the way it should be done or how much of it is because this was the culture I was raised in yeah and that's a good question we should all ask ourselves but you know I had I heard this quote and I grabbed it for this podcast it said culture is not taught it's caught and I love that yeah because so many of us like we're talking about microcultures in our families in our nation even but how many of us react a certain way we think a certain way we behave a certain way because we caught a culture that was probably not biblical yeah and that just goes back to you know knowing the word for yourself right you know because we were just saying how many things do we as christians say that we're like yeah what were you saying that you're like like, not even actually in the bible Bible. i've just heard christians repeat it so much and then you go to look for the bible verse of this and you're like what's not even in there Right. But I, and I don't think I mean I'm not saying Christians don't mean well you know right. it's like he said we're in you know we're just 
paraphrasing it paraphrasing it summarizing it you know i think that in a roundabout way it is in there they're just kind of yeah paraphrasing and sometimes it's not at all yeah like cleanliness is is next next to godliness godliness. i'm really sad it's not in there Yeah, because I feel like I've said that to my kids a hundred times, and I feel like now I should make sure they know. Hey, that's what I say, but that's not what's—it's not in the Bible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that funny? How you know it's just like Christians. You say uh, God is good all the time. All the time. God like, is good, right? You know, it's like we can finish each other's sentences because we've done this for so long and we've heard it and 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 to me it's almost scary how many Christians are just riding on the coattail of what think people are saying right. and not really looking it up for themselves, themselves right? Well, that's and deciding. how Eve gets deceived, right? Yeah. The, the enemy came and he said, "Did not God say that you would be like God or whatever he said yeah. to her. And it was, a, it was a portion of truth mixed in with a lie. And yeah. she didn't know enough to say, that's not true. That's not what God said. Yeah. And I think that goes without saying, like, we have to, as Christians, yes, have mentors, have leaders, have, uh, we have pastors and teachers and evangelists. We have all those things for a reason. And I think they're great. But you have to search it out for yourself. You have to search out truth for yourself. You have to be in your word and in your devotionals and all the things to help you decipher what is, what is truth. Right. You know, because our world today really is full of so many lies. Right. And I think that our culture is twisting twisting the word of God to fit their agenda. Right. Exactly. You know, and I think that there's so many things that for me, even just following all the Christians that I follow on Instagram and all of that, they're good, but I'm still going to go compare it to the word of God. Right. And what the word of God says. That's good. So, yeah, like. So one of the Bible verses that we wanted to read today was Romans 12, verse 2. And in the Passion Translation, translation, it says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful, satisfying, and perfect in His eyes. That, to me, sums it up. Like yeah. how many of the things that I think, which I've personally been, even growing up as a Christian, have been challenged with recently on things that I thought that was true, I thought that was good, I thought that was right, and then I'm coming to find out that that's not biblical. The Bible yeah. doesn't say that. That was something that was ingrained in me at a young age because of the culture that we live in, this yeah. postmodern culture that yeah. we live in. And um, that's really what we want to do in this series is really uncover that type of stuff. But I really want to say that Jesus came when he came to earth he he came to 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 be the sacrifice for sin right so that he could become the way to heaven so his his mission on earth was completed when he died and when he rose again he could have done that in a week like he could have it took yeah. him a day or two to die and 3 days to be brought to life yeah. right like that's a week tops 
but he was here for 30 years and then he was in ministry for three yeah why why for so why did you have to be here for so long to do something that took you a week to do yeah and you hear it in his teachings he was teaching us what kingdom culture looked like he was always saying the kingdom of heaven is like the kingdom of heaven is like and so he was trying to show us this is what your culture has taught you but this is how you should live so that you could be in the world but not be of the world so he was trying to transform our thinking so that we could live kingdom ways on earth right well what i love so much about that too is because he is the best example and every time i try to it's just like with the chosen like Mm -hmm. i feel like they did such a good job at taking the word of god and making it come alive come alive and what it has done for me is i have really that show alone has really helped me realize how much of what I believed may not have been may have been more about the culture right. I was raised in and so much of it like it just totally debunks religion yeah. and the things that our religious minds believe that that was not Jesus right. you know and I wasn't I wasn't going to go there but I feel like that's the kind of podcast this is <laughs> and I feel like we said we're going to be real and I'm going to be real and I really feel led to say this um, back on the um, because this is, is a huge thing in our culture. So let's just tackle it when it comes to alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I can't talk about culture and not talk about this. So I was just sitting the other day with someone um, at a restaurant. And a lot of our young people are dealing with this. So I think it's a great thing to tackle. But um I my personal beliefs on alcohol growing up was that absolutely not right. no those are mine too because of culture and because of the religious stigma, culture yeah that we are that we grow up in you know you can't just just no you can't do that no yeah. not at all I thought if you were like serious about God you didn't you didn't do drink that. right if you yeah. were just like kind of serious about God you drank that's yeah. really what I thought. Yeah, and then, oh, if you were a drunkard, you didn't even know God. Yeah. You know? (laughs) So, hear me out on this, though, because I have prayed a lot about this, and I've I've sought God and the Word and what it says. And really, there's two things in the Word of God that it talks about when it comes to alcohol, and that is um, don't get drunk Mm -hmm. and don't cause others to stumble. Mm-hmm. The first one's pretty easy for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like that. I don't, it's not my thing. Do not cause others to stumble is where people get hung up. Which that verse is not directly talking about alcohol, but we use it a lot yes, in regards to alcohol. To alcohol, exactly. And so I have found that in my walk with the Lord, I have gone long stretches where the Lord just says no. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think that it ultimately comes down to maybe it's between you and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I went, I would say, years where the Lord just said, it. you can't. Like, mm-hmm. we're not. You know, but I was talking to someone that I really, 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 truly believe is a firm believer, knows the word, hears from the Holy Spirit. And I asked her, I said, what is your thoughts? And she said, there has been times in her life the same where the Lord said, no not Mm -hmm. you know but then she had a friend that was like i'm having a bad day can you just have a glass of wine with me and she Mm -hmm. asked the lord and he said sure 
Mm-hmm. And she had her glass of wine and went on her day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it becomes a thing between you and the Holy Spirit and boundaries. And you're not going to find me, you know, drinking in a bar, restaurant, right. or a, you know, it's just, it's between you and God. And right. I think that comes back down to not being so religious that you can't be used. Like, we right. go to Fort Worth a lot for the PBR, and there is a bar there called Cadillacs. Mm-hmm. And I love to dance. I will not drink there, but I will cut up and have fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just, and I will tell you the last time I was in Cadillacs, I spent at least two hours sitting on the side of a little table ministering to a girl. She was just crying <laughs> in the bar. And I that's mean, funny. we were just having a great time. I was ministering to her. It's just like we said in the last podcast, we have to be, we have to go into the dark mm-hmm. to be the light, right. you know? And I think that that just stems from not being so religious that we get stuck in our own little church culture right. and we don't try to go in and an impact, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it just goes back to challenge your thinking. Like, do I think this because it's what's true or do I think this because this is the culture that I live in? Yeah. Which I will say our culture tends to... Um, use alcohol as a pastime yeah so it's like where we live there's not a lot going on so people that they drink to have fun yeah they drink to get wasted so that is a culture in itself yes absolutely. and so like that is what the bible warns against you don't be a drunkard don't get drunk on wine it doesn't say don't drink wine don't, don't get, get drunk, drunk on wine yeah. but then it's uh, like in london that wasn't their culture. They had beer with dinner. Like, it was casual. It wasn't... To get drunk. It wasn't always to get drunk. Now, there were those people. I'm not saying that's everywhere. <laughs> everywhere you go. Yeah, I was going to say. But, um, but that... Like, beer wasn't associated with that. It was just casual. Yeah. So, that's why you could have meetings in pubs and not get wasted. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have done the same thing with my the alcohol thing and we've had a talk to a lot of people who are very religious on this topic and it's just not in the bible it's not biblical that you can't drink yeah it might be warned against in Mm -hmm. certain aspects but um yeah everybody has to have a conversation with the holy spirit because i've kind of done the same thing gone times where the holy spirit was like no Mm-hmm. and gone times where the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. So, And I think that that's the epitome of, like you said earlier, culture. It's the epitome of, epitome of that we were raised a certain way and we think a certain thing, but then once you look it up in the Word of God and you see what the Word of God says, we can't be the judge of what God's telling that person. Right. And I've struggled with that because when the Lord was saying, telling me no and I felt like I couldn't, I almost looked upon others who were like, you know, oh, well, they must not You don't be hear as, from God like yes, I hear from God. Yeah, you're not as holy as I, <laughs> yes. you know. And so it was a part of just the Holy Spirit breaking it down into me that like, hey, I don't know what the good, well, I don't know what God's telling them. Right. You know, and so I think it's just stepping out of this church culture, not stepping out of it, but like looking into it in a light that's like we can't be so religious that we're not um, used. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, 
or that we stunt the work of the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus did. And I want to say this, like when Jesus came, his purpose on earth was to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth so that while we were on earth, we could be partakers of the kingdom, which is what we're talking about today. And in this series, we're going to be talking about what is kingdom culture versus the next thing that we're facing or whatever. And in, in, in the culture, Jesus was establishing that kingdom culture was not something that you were a part of because you were in a certain location. Like just because you were Jewish didn't mean that you were in God's kingdom. But you had to live a certain way. He was constantly upsetting the religious apple cart, which is why the Jews hated him, which is why they tried to have him murdered, killed, crucified. But then whenever he goes and he's talking to Pilate, Pilate's like, you know, what did you do? They say that you're the king. You're trying to incite a rebellion against Caesar. And Jesus is like, my kingdom's not of this world. And so if we're going to be a part of God's kingdom, we're going to have to adopt the patterns of his culture. And so many Christians are not experiencing kingdom blessings because they're not living kingdom culture. Yeah. We're trying to live worldly culture, but have kingdom salvation. And so we're just constantly frustrated because that's not how we were meant to live. We were meant to be in this world, but not be of this world. And there are things in our culture that are okay. Like it's okay to watch an occasional movie, but some 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 movies you probably need to not watch. Yeah, You know what I mean? So there's gonna be things in our culture that we do not need to be partakers of. Yeah, There's gonna be things that we used to think was right and was okay, but once you get saved and you, like you said, you start learning the word of God and you start comparing it to what you've always thought, what you've always believed, it should transform your mind. You should have a new way of thinking, a new way of viewing the world around you. Like Isaiah, whenever the prophet, whenever he had a vision of standing in front of God, it says that the angels came and they touched his eyes with coals. And whenever he was awakened, he said, woe is me for I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. And I have seen the Lord, the God almighty. And his whole point was that, Once he saw God, he saw the culture for what it was and how corrupt it was. And that's our goal in this series. Yeah. Is to compare kingdom culture to worldly culture. What is it that we're seeing and doing that isn't in line with God's culture? Yeah. And if we want to be partakers of God's blessing, then we're going to have to get in line with kingdom culture well yeah because if there isn't any of us then where where does god like how is he able to shine a light in this entire situation if we don't stand out in some way shape or form right when it comes to what we listen to and what we watch just like the podcast we did on think on these things what we listen to what we watch what we watch and what we do is a huge part of it's just like with my instagram it is and we have to be different and it's just like with my instagram i have felt led and 
to share my life. Well, my life has to be different. Right. Like if it looks like everyone else and, and I do what everyone else does in this right. culture, I'm not going to stand out and be able to show that, look, there is blessings in walking in kingdom culture. There's peace. There's joy. Exactly. There's all things good, right. you know, exactly. and so we have to be able to live it out. And then show them that, hey, right. kingdom culture works. It does. You know, and there is blessings and peace and honor and in so much that comes from living for him, with him. You know, and I think that um, back on The Chosen, it does such a good job of simplifying right. how easy it is to walk in kingdom culture. Right. That once you That's know good. the word, once you're and you make the word a part of who you are, it becomes second nature. It's just it's what you do. Right. It's not work. It's who you are. Right. You know, and so I think that um, I love that in this. I like I said, I think it's going to be hard, but I think that it's going to be good. This series mm, and just super good. It is. It's going to break down what this culture is saying and what the word of God says against that. And I think that goes back to too. Um, I looked up this scripture and oh, it's still up. Good. Um, Hosea 4 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will reject, I will reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. And I think that um, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Right. We are breaking this down so that you know. Yeah. That you exactly. know that, like, hey, that's not God. Right. And let's approach this in a way that don't just shove it down their throat when it comes. We are going to we are going to come against some things that seem right. Yeah. And they're not. And that's really one of my biggest heart cries in this culture right now. Is there are a lot of things that we believe are good and they're not because that's what culture has taught us is yes. good and it's not God. Yeah. And, and there is no good outside of God. Exactly. And I think that that may be hard, but we're just trying to give you the biblical knowledge so that when you are being a light, you're being a light with truth. Right. And not um, on social media or in your church or in your Bible studies or wherever you are, that God's using you to be a light, that you're able to share truth, you know, and do it in a way that's effective. Right. You know, and so, um, yeah, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to um, make some people uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but um, no one grows in their comfort us. zone. It's probably yeah. going to make us uncomfortable. <laughs> there was a few that I was like, oh, my goodness, that's going to be a tough one. But I'm excited. Right. Because I think that's where God is. And I think that's where we are as a church is that we have to get out of our comfort zones and tackle the nasty, gross mess that we're dealing with in our culture. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. But if someone doesn't do it, who will? Right. You know, who's going to be the person that steps out and says, that's not yes. God. And here's it. We love you guys. We do not want to stand before God and say, mm -hmm. these women, these people who listen to you, 
they perished because they didn't know. Yeah. You guys are going to know. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I will not have to stand before God for that, for sure. And, I mean, I think it's exciting because what it says to me is that God is calling His church out. Mm -hmm. And He is about to use His church in a mighty way. And I'm so excited to be a part of that. Right. And you we know? cannot if we are not a part of his kingdom. Yeah. And the only way that we become citizens of his king- kingdom is behaving in Christ-like ways. Yeah. Because we can't physically, like like I was telling Keisha, we are citizens of the United States because we were born in, inside the boundaries of what is called the United States. Well, God's kingdom is not yet, like, ha- it has not fully come to earth it is in earth in part but until jesus returns it won't fully be here so the only way we can be citizens of that kingdom is by becoming christ-like and um how we live our life now we said this in the last podcast but how we live our life now is going to determine how we spend that time when that kingdom is fully realized yeah you know so I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited. I'm like, I'm trying not to go into the next one. Right. That was hard. Like I kept wanting to quote things for the next one. So stay tuned because it's going to be really good. And I'm excited for us. I'm excited for y'all. And I'm excited for what's to come when you grasp this. Mm-hmm.